Variety is the spice of life. Anyway, let's get back to the 20th episode of that same podcast you've been listening to for the past six months. You are about to enter a world that blurs the line between fact and fiction, where truth is clouded by imagination. Five stories. Some are real. Some are fake. Join us as we play along with a television cult classic and go beyond, beyond belief. Hello and welcome to Beyond Beyond Belief, episode number 20. I'm Jesse Chapman. With me as always, Chris Newth. Hey guys. Kyle Maddock. <laughs> That's a fact. Tiffany Persifka. <laughs> hey there. And Mark Wahlberg. Hello. Today, we are reviewing season three, episode one of Beyond Belief, yes. Factor Fiction. We are back, everybody. Hey, we are back. Season-wise, we are halfway Woo! through. We are halfway through. And what a long wait it was. You and know, it feels like it forever since we did season two, the finale. But in a way, it feels like moments ago. Yeah. You know, in a lot really, of ways, it feels like just a few minutes ago. <laughs> literally seconds ago. If you don't know what Beyond Belief is, it was a show in the 1990s, and it was on Fox. It was hosted by Jonathan Frakes. They would tell you five stories. They all defied explanation, but only some of them were true. Some of them were based on real events, and some were fake. In our show, we're going to figure out which are fact and which are fiction, and we want you guys who are listening to play along with us. You don't have to know what Beyond Belief is. If you like strange stories, you'll like our show. We'll summarize the stories for you so you don't have to watch the episode, make our own predictions, and at the end, we will find out the truth together. But even more exciting. So what are we doing? (laughs) So I'm going to tweet out the first person who calls the number that I tweet will get a chance to speak with us uh, about the show. Kind of like live, not live. So it'll be live for us, and then you guys will hear it later. Absolutely. So tweet it out, and uh, let's see what happens. Uh, The first person, I should have done this earlier. (laughs) Definitely should call. Give me the number, Jess. Uh, Should have written this. Five, five, five. Five, 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 five. What's that area code again, Tiffany? Five, five, five. You can get a chance (laughs) to speak to us live on today's recording. We're live right now. We're live right now. Exclamation Exclamation point. point. Of course. Okay, okay, okay. Can you sound a little excited, Chris, please? Okay, here. I'm ready. Are we... Ready? Yeah, we're doing it. Well, hit the button so I could say sent and stuff. No, what, hit what button? Oh, we're, we're oh, sorry. We're recording. Okay, three, two. <laughs> you don't <laughs> have a countdown. There's no countdown. I'm doing a countdown. Okay, three, two, one. Send. Tweet. Oh, tweet. All right, guys. So we have our tweet is live. We're going to wait. It could interrupt us bring, at bring. any point in bring, the show. Bring. Mark, that's just you. That is just Yeah, me. it's just Mark. <laughs> that's a fun little twist. So season three, what did you guys notice? Did you pick up anything in the new season Format-wise or style-wise. It felt tonally. darker. Yes. Like, it's always felt like in previous seasons, they've been a little afraid to go, like, death. Two of the stories in particular felt Tales from the Crypty. Like, Ooh, yeah. Tales from the Crypty, that's... Yeah, yeah, like, very unsettling. Some of these things are really crazy. Mm-hmm. They want you to believe... Something very far out there. Well, Frank, I can say one thing. Frakes is as handsome as ever that I've got such a man crush on him. Well, <laughs> we know, as, Kyle. As the show is now on Amazon Prime, available we to view. We can see him clearly. Oh, he yes. He is in crystal clear SD quality. <laughs> not 4K. Not even close to 4K. Not even close to H. I think it's like 420p. There you go. It, I mean, it definitely feels like a little bit of a fresh coat of paint tonally. Mm-hmm. And visually a little bit. I really enjoy the vibe of season three so far, and I yeah. hope that it keeps moving. But let's go ahead and dive into the stories, right? Let's, let's do it. Let's do yeah. it. Fresh coat of paint, but still batshit crazy as ever. Right. Should oh, we do it? Man. We story one, guys. Story one. Story one. It's my favorite. And Mark, you will be giving us a summary momentarily, which I'm very excited about. Morning sickness. There is no other explanation, Marissa. You must be pregnant. So let's move out of denial and into reality. You and Jason made a mistake. I know what it does look like, but it's impossible. I never had sex with Jason or anyone, I swear. We want to believe you, Marissa. Oh, you can give me a whole pregnancy test. That'll prove I'm telling the truth. I live in Del Mar, California. It's like the writer who wrote this episode is like, shout out to Del Mar. (laughs) 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 All right, Mark, what what happened in Del Mar, California? Well, let's start (laughs) off by 
real quickly backing up to Frakes' intro where he's standing behind like four or five boxes of pregnancy tests. That's always a good <laughs> image. Uh, morning sickness. Um, so we're in Del Mar, California. There is a... Do we know how old she is, Marissa? 40. 18. She's supposed yeah. to be going to college. Oh, she, okay, she's, so she's 18. 18. She's, 18. she's one of those 18-year-olds that looks like 38. Like she's throwing up in the morning. She's having stomach cramps. Obviously, her parents think she's pregnant. She's like, I'm not pregnant, guys. Hard cut to her in her sitting on her bed, Indian style, covered in like peanut butter, pickles, chips, French toast, I mean, her cereal. Bed, her bed's covered in that. She's not covered <laughs> in that. She's not covered it. Her bed's covered in it, but she's just going to town. And then it like cuts to her and it's like, I'm not pregnant. I never slept with anybody. She goes to the hospital. And they discover a cyst. They do an ultrasound and it's like a weird cyst inside of her, but they've never seen anything like this. So they go to do surgery and then they feel something moving and they actually get inside and they pull it out and it's an octopus. A baby. A baby octopus. octopus. This is not a joke. (laughs) Not a joke. Somehow. And then they say at the end, which could make sense because Marissa did spend a lot of time in the ocean. (laughs) Which they had never mentioned before. Yeah, she spent a lot of time in the ocean. So she could have swallowed an octopus egg and fertilized it. If you want to go this route, right? Well, first of all, this story is asking us to believe, is it possible that if you spend time in the ocean, you could have ingested in some manner a a fertilized octopus egg and then had that grow inside you? Okay. Why not have her be like a coast guard like why not integrate the ocean story in a way because right or off at the least bat, mention the o- ocean once yeah I guess she spent the, a lot of time in del mar california is that by the ocean <laughs> <laughs> right maybe it is maybe at del mar we should probably hear that living in california. yeah well if what? we could only find out okay if she swallowed an egg the stomach acid would just melt that thing destroy it would destroy it chris ghostly rules uh, <laughs> the butt <laughs> yes, it swam up her well, ass. Maybe she had a wound. Maybe she had an open wound. Is that or a ghostly rule? So, what was the thing that Frakes brought up in the end about a cover up and stuff? Right. So, basically, he says at the end, the story you just saw has been suppressed by the medical community there for years. <laughs> what? <laughs> and then we all looked around at each other and, like, A, why would it be suppressed? This would be a huge piece of research that they would want to figure out and investigate and just and Yeah, what other animals can 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 women carry inside of them? Can yeah. Ruse? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, you, have you guys Joey's? heard the story about the uh, oh, no. spider bites? And like a spider will bite yeah. you and drop its eggs in yeah, you exactly. and, and incubate oh, and then spiders will like yeah. mess the spiders will This is also like Oh, that. I heard that th- I heard a thing about like about a cockroach Sorry, who like it's relevant. Oh, oh it's it, not. Now we're getting to cockroaches. But it is, guys. But like, it, can we but, talk about the octopus? It is, it's about like a, talk about the another animal laying an egg inside of a human body. Yeah. No, this and is the no. temperature of the human body being uh, able to so I'm looking at baby spider Why? Hatching. Why? Why would you Don't do that? Do that. What the put your phone that? put your phone down. Guys, we have a call. Okay, let's uh uh let's let's take the call. Hello, you were the first caller on Beyond Beyond Belief. This is Jesse, and you're here with the whole crew. Who how's are we who how's everyone this evening? We are doing well. Hello. Who are you? My name's Seth. I'm from Oklahoma. Oh, cool. Oh, well, wait, I'm, is this the guy that I offended on Twitter? Yes, I yeah, I, I mainly <laughs> just called you to just tell you that I was still offended with how you talked about my Chris, so what did you do? No, no, no. I think it was something we said in the episode. It wasn't you. Oh, right. But he responded, Seth, you responded to us on Twitter and you said, hey, I'm from Oklahoma. Correct. What's so funny about that is that we were in the edit on that episode and Chris turned to me and he goes, well, you got to cut the thing about Oklahoma out. Like, you don't want to offend anyone. I don't know if you guys have ever heard the term shadow people before. Yes. Okay, this, the term they already also, is creeping me up. Well, they could also be Tulsa's, right? I think that's the uh, no. a synonymous thing. <laughs> that's a city. Thing. Well, not, I was like, Tulsa. Uh, oh, no, no, no. Tulpas. That's what I Tulpas? meant. Tulpas? I've never heard that, <laughs> that term. Is that like a Star Wars creature? It sounds like <laughs> a... Or just people from Oklahoma, which is right. equally can't be terrifying. Oh, Tulsa's. Yeah, no was... offense to the Oklahoma people listening to the podcast. Sorry. <laughs> and then we left it in and immediately he like sh- sends me a screenshot of the tweet that day. And he was like, I told you we should have cut it out. <laughs> the entire state of Oklahoma, we everyone basically has a, a small town mentality and, and we just love to be mentioned on things. Sure. So, and and we, it, was good, it was good that you left it. Yeah, no, I mean, I love Tulpa, Oklahoma. <laughs> it's one of my favorite places. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So when did you start getting into Beyond Belief, the TV show? When I was a kid, I mean, we would pretty much watch faces of death I was uh, probably under 10 years old oh my <laughs> god faces of death is horrifying yeah beyond belief was 
Beyond Belief was pretty tame for me. Yeah, <laughs> it was the palate cleanser, I guess. One of my older brothers and I were big fans. I, I'm pretty sure I've seen every episode, if so it's it's been a joy listening okay, to you so guys I have on a qu- the show. Oh, thank, thank you. We really appreciate right, that. Thank you so much. Oh, I also wanted to ask how you found our podcast. I think I, I randomly tweeted something about Beyond Belief one day, <laughs> and then... Uh, you guys, you guys must have been sweeping all of the uh, Beyond Belief mentions because oh, I think <laughs> yeah, someone Chris, Chris was yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well. Chris, Chris is definitely our resident Twitter stalker. I'll go all the way back to 2009 if I have to. It was it was, it was several years, ago. <laughs> uh, but it it worked, and you now you have a loyal fan. Okay, Seth, <laughs> Seth, let Thank me you. ask you. So we are we've we're in story one when you called us, and then we just want you to guess and predict in this story if you think it will be fact or fiction. Sure, cool. Okay, Seth, this one is a little nuts. <laughs> just a little. There is. It's called morning sickness. There's a a 18 year old girl who has stomach aches, so she goes to the doctor, and they say she has a large cyst inside. So they do surgery. They open it up. And outside comes a baby octopus. <laughs> okay, yeah. Seth. So no, you, I remember this you do that's, you do that's remember ur- it. That's an urban legend. That's an urban legend. Yeah, fiction. I do remember that one. Okay, yeah, that's what All we're right. that's what we're thinking. Yeah, we're kind of leaning that <laughs> were direction. Were we thinking that? I was a hundred percent. I'm glad. Okay, so you're predi- you 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 think it's fiction, and you think you remember it being fiction. That's kind of where we were. Leaning anyway, but we should still do a real vote. Oh, on we'll this. do a real yeah. vote. I mean, I definitely, we were just in the middle of talking about how, you know, there's all these stories of like envelope licking and then there's spider eggs in the envelope and there's spider eggs under your toilet seat and they enter your butt or whatever. Like all these like weird stories about, you know, an- anytime an animal, like there's also like a thing in, was it Rugrats or is this a real urban legend about? The watermelon. The watermelon. watermelon. That's Rugrats. That wasn't Rugrats. That's Rugrats. Like someone ingesting a watermelon seed and it like growing inside of them. So I mean, it- long story short, Seth, I'm so glad you called because they started pulling up pictures of like baby spider eggs and I was like, why are we doing this and then we got the phone call and we were able to switch <laughs> switch the direction of the conversation uh thank you so much for calling in that was a lot of fun we'll we'll uh we'll let you know should we ask him if he has a beyond belief story oh yeah why not we have you on the phone do you have any story about in your real life that you would consider beyond belief in any way um that's something that i, I have literally thought about that when you guys asked your guest that if I had any such story in my history, and I really don't, you know, we, we live a pretty simple life here in Oklahoma. Mm. Um, <laughs> uh, not, not, not a lot of crazy happening. I yeah. mean, when I was young, we had our whole, I don't know if, if you're familiar, because I think a lot of towns have a, what people call a crybaby bridge. Oh. I'm not sure if anyone's familiar with that. Bridge. No, wait, okay. tell, tell me about so it, that. You said crybaby bridge? Okay. What does that mean? So, yeah. So, well, maybe that's a small state, small town thing, because I think a lot of people, when I talk to people from here who are from other towns in, in Oklahoma, uh, they're, they're familiar with it. So when I was younger, probably an early teen, uh, my, my uncle took me to this area. Um, there was an old bridge that was near an area that there used to be a mental institution. That the the story was that the uh, one of the patients at the at the institution um, became pregnant somehow and had the child, but they the doctors and nurses took the child away from her and went and drowned it in this creek. Oh my and god! Whoa! Yeah, but the uh, you know years after that, the the story would always be that this underneath this you know on top of the bridge underneath where the creek is. If you stopped your vehicle and, and turned off all of your lights, you could hear you could hear the baby crying. Oh like, no! Um, so now come come to find out years later that all people would do essentially was that so this this bridge was on a, it wasn't completely level. It was on a little bit of a tilt, and all people would do was because you know you turn off your vehicle, but you would leave it in neutral, and then just slowly let off the brake here and there, which would make the brakes whine a little bit is oh. all it was. It really, and that was, that really only worked, you know, it's probably in the seventies and eighties and nineties when brakes were a little different. <laughs> yeah. now with, with, yes. with, with, vehicle, with vehicles made differently now, the brakes don't 
really wine. Yeah, like back that, when so. safety standards weren't up to par. <laughs> yeah, no, but it was a great, you know, great story and great, you know, it was it oh. terrified me as a kid. <laughs> that um, is a great so one. I guess the, the backstory may be beyond belief because I don't know if that happened. Or not. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, ironically, better than some of the stories uh, that we <laughs> review on this show sometimes. <laughs> so let, let me one more thing. What, yeah. So what is the plan? Because I know I know the series is only four seasons long. What's the oh don't oh. don't don't make us cry on the air, Seth. <laughs> well, we are in the midst of talking about a few different things that we could possibly do for the show. It could be interviews with some interesting people. Well, I hope the entire time has been that somehow you guys help revive the show. I think that. I mean, that is the that's that why we're doing hope. it. Well, so far yeah. we did get it back on Amazon Prime. Yeah, right? Seth, so, I, you mentioned that you were watching it on YouTube. I don't know if you have Amazon Prime, but if you do, is it on Prime? Okay, they just up. they just put it up like, like a few weeks ago. It and looks I, amazing. I, it look it, yeah. We were just joking. It's crystal clear standard definition. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I want to feel like I'm in the night. I don't. Yeah, I don't want to watch it on HD. I don't yeah. Yeah. Please do not upres my Beyond Belief Factor Fiction. Thank you. <laughs> right. So we 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 got the show back on Amazon Prime. It was clearly us. And Jonathan Frakes is following us on Twitter. So those are big deals. Yeah, we're, we've, made we're, we're, we're we've, made we've made it. We've made it. We've made it. Well, thanks for the for chatting with me for a few minutes here. I appreciate what you guys are doing, and I really enjoy the show. Oh, thanks so much, Seth. Thank, Thank you. you. So much appreciated. Have a good one. Bye. You, you too. Bye. Bye. Is there a way that we can find out how to? disable Oklahoman download because <laughs> yeah you know the, maybe the we could post it on the other 49 states and leave Oklahoma yeah. out of it where were we in the show octopus um, baby predictions, predictions. Octopus. we were an okay. octopus okay well I mean let's go around the table fiction 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 <laughs> <Yeah>. fiction <laughs> <laughs> Thank so, you, Seth. Well, here's so the question. I, I think we just got a lifeline from Seth. I know. Yeah, this Unless is, he's we, wrong, we just what if then, the uh, friend phoned us? We, <laughs> <laughs> um, but who, who wants to predict? The back to fiction. The question is, is Seth correct in his that memory? Good, so did anyone feel, truthfully, that it might have been fact? I did at first because... Same here. Yeah. I thought, well, here's the other thing. I'm going a little meta on this, and it's <laughs> one of the only stories on oh. this show that I can believe. Yeah. And it's just the perfect temperature to grow. Mm. Yeah, I don't want to ever exactly. hear the phrase perfect temperature to there grow again. <laughs> All right, Tiffany, what do you think? Fiction. Kyle? I thought it was fact for a little while. And then I was like, okay, you guys had me convinced with the urban legend thing. And then Seth put me over the edge. So fiction. All right. I'm going to go fiction as well. Chris? You know what, guys? I'm going to go with uh, our lifeline and say fiction. Mark. Never trust a man from Oklahoma. Fact. Whoa. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Fiction. fiction. Oh, I'm sorry. Seth, I'm sorry. As the old saying goes. All right. And in each episode, we also flip a coin. Heads is fact. Tails is fiction. We do this to see if all of the analysis and brain power that we use to break this story down means anything. Can a coin outpredict us on each story? Let's find out. Probably. Yeah. All right. So the coins voting fiction. Thank you. So. Coin. At the end of the show, we will reveal which stories are fact and fiction. You have to stick around to the end, and we'll also tell you all of our scores and who got the best and who got the worst. So let's go ahead and move on to story number two, which is called The Curse of Hampton Manor. Who's that sitting at my desk? That's Mr. Mackle. Who? The one that you sold Hampton Manor to. Remember? Oh, the rich stockbroker. Mr. Mackle, what are you doing here? In the market for a summer home, perhaps? Something on the Cape? Oh, this story featured not three, not two, but one short haircut. <gasps> yeah. So not, not as egregious yeah, as the other one. Yeah, there was. And it was the older lady, right? Yes, and okay. it always is. And it, actually, in the first story as well, the mom of Marissa had a short haircut. Short haircuts all around. <laughs> all right, <laughs> curse schmirsch, as I like to say. Kyle, what happened in this story? Uh, the Curse of Hampton Manor is about a heartless real estate agent who sells Hampton Manor to uh, Mr. and Mrs. Mackle. Now, Bev knows that the Hampton Manor is cursed and that the people who have previously owned it have, I think they've all died, right? It's not clear what's happened to that. Shit goes down. Shit has gone down with all the previous owners of this. Yes. Mm -hmm. Weeks, months, what was the time frame here go by? 
And Bev comes into the office and there is this ragged looking man and it is Mr. Mackle and you can just tell he is just wrecked. He looks awful. Since he bought the place, he's lost all his investments. His wife left him for another man. He has a bleeding ulcer that causes him constant pain and he just needs to get rid of this house immediately. So Bev, the heartless lady that she is, is like, all right, well, I could take it off your hands right away for 300000 which is extremely low price. So Bev is enjoying her new place. Soaking it up in the bathtub on the phone with her friend, laughing about how awful she is. Literally soaking it up. (laughs) And she's on the phone and lightning strikes a nearby telephone pole and sends the most amazing electricity bolt through the wire. Slow moving. Very slow moving. Into the phone and electrocutes her while she's sitting in the bathtub and Bev dies and the curse continues on. She slowly slides into the bathtub. That is what happens during the episode. And then immediately (laughs) after the episode, we have Jonathan Frakes telling us about the Hemsley family from the 1980s who bought a beautiful house and all these horrible things started to happen to them immediately, losing their fortune and everything with a newspaper printing. Okay, here's where... He goes... We've changed the names. We've changed the location of the of the name of the manor, but the people that really bought it in the eighties and names and then names Hera, them. Harry and Leona Hemsley. Yeah, and then so names them. Why say we're not? We've changed the names and then tell us and show us the newspaper. Yeah, of why not the just real keep names. the original names? Yeah, we've changed the names, but here are but the here original they are. ones. Harry Hemsley doesn't sound that familiar, but yeah, Leona Harry Hemsley. and the Hemsleysons. <laughs> nice. We've all seen the movie Leona. growing up. Leona Real Lewis, quick, that's the one I know. This story is asking us to believe, is it possible that everyone who moves into a house suffers a horrible fate? Amityville Horror. Amityville Horror, but the people that lived in the Amityville Horror house very recently, like in the last decade, came out and said it, that they had faked it, oh. unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Or fortunately, depending right, on And then you the know. Conjuring is based on a house, too. I forget that house, but they're actually making Which another Which is from Rhode Island. House. Woo-hoo, Rhode Island. Delmar, right. California. <laughs> Rhode Island. I love this story, though. It was a great, it was a great, like... Yeah, I agree. Almost like not a haunted house, obviously, you know, but I, I love, you know, this the idea of a curse, even yeah. though it is based on a coincidence. It all took place in, like, an office. I would yeah. have preferred to see Show, Don't Tell. I would have preferred to see the guy suffering some crazy, you know, goings mm-hmm. on. You are uh-huh. heartless. Well, Just seeing him wrecked, <laughs> I thought the I thought the actor did a fine job of, of, of showing mm-hmm. us the, the just the horror the that aftermath. he had been through. Well, I yeah. guess that's I don't of... think I needed to see it firsthand. Well, because there also had left open this whole idea, and we got to see from the real estate agent's point of view, she doesn't believe in a curse. When right. he comes and he's like, "Oh my god, my whole life fell apart." She's like, "Sucks to be you, but now I can take advantage of you because right. I don't believe in this yeah. curse." So you guys, uh, I, I know you've said in previous episodes that you all believe in coincidence and everything. Like, do you believe there is a coincidence that everybody who's owned this house just falls? on bad times it's super possible in my opinion that this happened but did this particular coincidence happen this is one of those things it's like maybe there was mold in the house i don't know like things could Mm. you know could be a geological uh, disruption or something the other thing and i don't want to spoil anything but i remember this one and it's fiction yeah Um, (laughs) urban legend every one of these stories is so crazy Except for maybe this one. Oh yeah, I'm definitely looking at this list and going like, if there's one that's gonna if be if there's fact, one that's gonna, gonna be, be fact, this. it's gonna be this one. But I can't do it because of the newspaper thing. Why would they go to such lengths to try to prove to us that a fact-based story is fact? Season three is changing up the equation. It on this is. One. Well, because I feel it's like not the, just the story. I feel like season three, like at least this first episode, is like, hey, what's the craziest shit that's nobody ever going to believe? A curse house, giving birth to an octopus, um, the th- stuff that's about to come up. Yep. Like, <laughs> and they're like, hey, some of this is going to be fact, and let's just throw the weirdest crap we can find at the viewers. Episode one of season three. It's yeah. true. Let's change this up. Yep. We, we mm-hmm. may as well go ahead yeah. and predict, guys. Let's do it, Tiffany. Why don't you Aww, hit us off? What? I don't know. I think that there's the kernel of truth here is very just believable. Overall, I am going to say fact. All right. I'll go next. I believe this story 100%. But by trying to push it really hard with that newspaper at the end, I'm going to go fiction. Mark, what do you think? Unless there is a double bluff, but I'm going to go with the idea that there is only one bluff and give it a fiction. A single bluff. A single bluff. If you will. If you will. One bluff, not two. Kyle. I'm going to go fact. Chris. I, I still have trouble with this newspaper thing uh, and the idea that we're going to withhold names, but here are the names. Fiction. Let's flip a coin and see what the coin predicts. Fiction as well. We've all locked in our predictions for story number two. Let's move on to story number three, which is called Wax Executioner. Oh, fuck. Yeah, it is. 
Yeah. Finally, it's arrived. This is the exact duplicate of the blade that separated poor Marie Antoinette's head from her body. Do you really think the public cares if it's real or not? I care, and that's all that matters. Sometimes a certain department will spiral out of control. In this case, it was the costume department <laughs> who decided that the only way for you to know that this one guy was an artist was to put him in a smock with the most amount of paint all over the smock. And then he had like a, a huge paintbrush tucked behind his ear like a like an architect and, would oh, do. And all over his face. Paint all over his face. Like, Are you a good artist if you're getting paint like right underneath your he's eyes? A, he's a passionate artist. His I name guess. was also Pierre. Yeah. Tiffany, well, this is called Wax Executioner. It is. What is going on here? In, very, in a French accent, please. No, thank you. It's yes, a very please. fitting name for this story. Um, we start in a wax museum, and you have two guys running it. One, Pierre, who is kind of the artist behind the whole thing. He's the one who makes the wax figures, and he's all about being as accurate, especially historically accurate as possible. And then his brother, who's also an artist, who kind of like helps him put together these very elaborate exhibits. And the one that he's working on right now that he's super passionate about is a Marie Antoinette exhibit. He's making, you know, a Marie Antoinette wax figure executioner, and he's also making the guillotine. And he actually gets a duplicate of the exact blade that was used on Marie Antoinette. And the blade randomly out of nowhere starts, you know, falling down. He moves out of the way and his brother comes up. He's like, oh, my God, are you OK? And they look around and the wax figure of the executioner is standing next to the guillotine somehow holding the rope and you know Pierre is like why'd you move it like he's like I didn't move the figure I, I was over there and there's no footprints of me moving it there's so much dirt on the floor you'd be able to tell so they go along with the exhibit they open up the wax museum and then there's you cut to these like rowdy teenagers and you know the the guy is like oh you should get into the guillotine I'll take a funny picture the guillotine blade actually falls down but we realized that the girl's still okay because the brother switched out the blade for a wooden duplicate that looked like it. Yeah, like this so, kind of particle board stuff that yeah. bro broke on impact and didn't cut her head off, fortunately. And, and like the, the two brothers are looking and the executioner is there seemingly having, you know, let this happen. And so it, it kind of just ends with this open-ended question of was there this haunted wax figure executioner wanting to cut people's head off with the guillotine? Yeah, that's, that's, that's you just summed it up. Like, yeah. is it yeah. possible that it there's possible? this mysterious figure or essence and he, like trying to kill people in, in with this exhibit? Here's my big question. What is the source of this, let's say, curse? We never even remotely uncover or hint at Oh, the executioner figure was from France or it yeah. was, it was, oh, the wax that was nope. used was no. melted candles from an 18th century castle or there's no like right. source of any of this yeah. weirdness, which is so strange to me. This story reminds me of a couple movies. You guys remember House of Wax? Yes, the horror movie. with Paris Hilton. Uh, yes, with Paris oh Hilton. God, Paris Hilton um, and Elisha Cuthbert. Who, who some guy would kill people and then he would turn them into wax statues and put yeah. the, like cover them in wax and put uh -huh. them in so there were dead people in his, in his museum. And it also reminds me of this other movie from the early 90s, I think before this show, where these kids go into this wax museum and there's this sort of this portal and if they go into one of the wax exhibits, they teleport into that world. So I remember there was like a werewolf wax exhibit. Yeah, you're thinking they, Westworld. They it's on HBO. No, that's not quite <laughs> it, but yeah. <laughs> And they fall through and all of a sudden he's in uh, Werewolf World or something like that. These these horror wax museum things are popular. Yeah. Now, how cool would it have been if it is House of Wax style? They find out that there is a dead person inside the Executioner doll. Oh. Oh. That, that, that would have been, been dark. Yeah, like, but, you know, would have been. This is season three. I this know, is season three. I the know, rules right? are out the window. They, they sit there and they're like, we got to crack this guy open. They crack open the Executioner and out comes a baby octopus. <laughs> We find out I it's cursed. Say, this just felt very writery to me. It like, does feel it, like it, it does feel like a writer talking about art through an artist, but like and no Marie one, Antoinette no, is no like, one appreciates my work. Yeah, and yeah. it's like okay, you're a writer. But even if the tr even if this kind of happened, 
I mean, they're going to write it. True. They're going to make all this other stuff up. Yeah, or... but this is just muddy. Like, this story is muddy. It's like this. Is it the executioner, the wax figure, or is it just some freaky thing? Because every right, time the guillotine the... would fall, it would be because some of the screws were coming loose. But it wasn't like the executioner was unscrewing them. It was like yeah. they were just moving because of some yeah. other force. Yeah, maybe someone's so... just really shitty at putting a guillotine <laughs> together. Seriously. Maybe it's got, like, Ikea-level complicated yeah. instructions. Also, where... is it guillotine or guillotine? It could be pronounced either way. Guillotine. Okay, great. Guillotine is like the French guillotine. Um, hey guys, so here's how this story is true for me. Okay. 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 Colonel of Truth moment. There's a couple brothers who are running a wax museum and they're trying to debate do we want this real blade in here look or do we want this slightly fake looking fake one? They go with the fake one to be safe and it falls on the kid. And the only reason the kid or the person didn't die was that they chose the fake uh or and fake that's, weapon. And that's where it ends. And that's 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 the truth. I can't right. vote fiction on every single one. <laughs> I know. But you know what? We're going to have to start yeah. voting something. Okay. Uh, I'll go ahead and go first. Do I think it's possible that a teenager stuck their head in a fake guillotine and a thing fell and it was built like a shitty Ikea dresser? Yeah, fact. Tiffany, what do you think? You know, it just felt too writery for me at every turn, so I'm going to say fiction. Kyle? I thought the writers took a very believable story about a cheap object falling into somebody in a wax museum and tried to make it fake with this really hammy overacting type of thing. Fact. Mark? I, I'm going to go with my gut. <laughs> okay. okay. What does your gut say? Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> fiction. All fiction. Fiction. All right. Chris? You guys failed me by not swaying my decision. I think every one of these stories are fiction. And until you guys can convince me that they're not, I'm saying fiction. So here we go. Fiction. I'm sorry. This podcast is not the this Convince not, Chris yeah. podcast. Hello and welcome to, to Convince Chris. <laughs> so we did end up finding our next show. Yeah, we did. Veto. <laughs> Let's flip a coin and see what the coin predicts. Fact. We've all locked in our predictions. Let's move on to story number four, which is called Blood Bank. The following night, I was on my rounds when I thought I heard voices coming from inside room 621. It was two in the morning, long past visiting hours. Who are you? Tiffany, I assumed you were really happy with this one because there was a lot of corroboration to be had. It took place in a hospital. There was a security guard. Oh, I know. There was another doctor. I know. I know. So many authority figures to believe. I, I, I know. Speaking of authority, Chris, you are the authority on this story. So what happened here? Yeah. Um, this one is outlandish. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It is. <laughs> uh, just tell the yeah, story. Yeah, just what happened? A man is in a hospital and he seems to be sick. The nurse who's caring for him comes across two strangers who enter his hospital room after hours. Anyway, so she asks her coworker to bring him to get x-rays so that she can have time to sneak into his room and find out what's in this bathroom. So she does and she opens the door to the bathroom and there's hundreds of empty blood plasma bags all over the floor. So the guy ends up surprising her and he has killed her co-worker nurse with two bite marks to the neck. Then the guy jumps out of the window of the hospital six stories above the ground and apparently escapes because the body wasn't found. Yep. So... He's a vampire on the loose. Can we also talk about how we have a similar situation in terms of um, you know, with the first story where it's at the very end, she's like, we didn't tell this story because the hospital didn't want the bad publicity. So it's kind of like, okay, so oh my a guy God. killed like a, a nurse orderly by puncturing his neck and then later jumped out the window with like hundreds of bags of empty blood in his bathroom and somehow the story never got out because they didn't want bad publicity for the hospital. Do you remember so the this exact... This is nuts. Real quick, this story is asking us to believe, is it possible the vampires are real? Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> what were you going to say? Do you remember exactly what she said, though, when she was talking about the bad yes, publicity? Yes, I do. I wrote it down. She said, 
Maybe he was smarter than we think. Maybe he was pretending to be a vampire because he knew his crime would go unreported. Yeah. What? Interesting. Exactly. So but if, wait, what's the if crime? He's a vampire. He wanted to Stealing drink- blood and killing an orderly? What a crime is he trying to hide? As the vampire. Oh, right, yeah. That, 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 I see what you're saying. Because yeah. so he like, drinks the blood like, first. Oh, I'm going to hide my crime as a vampire of stealing blood, but then kill somebody? So it's mm. like you've... you've you sh- you should have hid the the murder crime. Well, the other thing is, I I know there are people out there who consume blood. Consume blood, absolutely. Yeah, and they it's, mentioned prob- that in the it's episode. probably a fetish out there, and there's probably people it's, who it's totally want to figure out a way to no, get blood. I, no, but it's normal. I, I like I wouldn't judge anyone if they had that. You know. Yeah, if yeah. you there drink you blood, maybe no, you're anemic. I don't yeah, know. Like I totally okay. Sometimes okay, you want ra- wine. Here's a weird story. I don't know if you guys will believe this or not, but um, I was uh, talking to a girl that I had met on online dating, and uh, we got talking about plenty of talking blood. a little sexy, you know, <laughs> and the kinks and stuff. Oh, and she, I was like, well, what's what? What, what do you really want to do? Like, tell me this, right? And she said, I want to cut your chest. And suck your blood. Whoa. Well, that's kind of cool, though. That is a conversation I have had with somebody. Now, and, did you continue? Now you've been, what, three years happily married? Three years married. happily married now <laughs> until I move into Hampton Manor. Now, how long did you continue to? Oh, uh, that con- that ended really quick. I'm not into I that. I hope so. <laughs> but there are people out there who want blood. Is it so ridiculous that it's true? How the hell? Why would they think that we think this would be fact. They, if they say at the end, oh, the hospital hid this, how does this story get out? Like, if they say that at the end, I don't understand how this yeah. becomes a story unless it's an urban well, legend. Well, they say that, but that's another thing that do we believe what right. Frex is telling us or is he just making something up? But, but it could also be the type of thing where it's like the orderly or some other people get the story out there, but the hospital officially denies it. But then people are, have propagated this uh, like possible true event. Let's go to predictions. Let's just do it. <laughs> I just can't. Kyle, first up, what do you think? Fact or fiction? Fact. Chris. Because it's happened to him personally. Oh. Um, a ludicrous story is uh, is all this is fiction. <laughs> Mark? Fact. Yes. Let's have fun. Yes. Fact. He had to pick one because he didn't want to say false. I'm saying fiction on all of these, but Mark is like, I, I got to I gotta take one of these just exits. Just one? You there's, know you're not going to do more than one. There's still another story left. No, you're not going to do it. Tiffany? I, I just, I can't. Fiction. <laughs> I just can't. I just, I don't even know. I just don't know what the writers are intending. Are they trying to fool the audience? Mm-hmm. I think they oh, do. Oh, they do. I I'm going to vote fact on this. So the three of you believe in vampires. That is what you're well, saying. Well, people do claim to be vampires. And yeah, it's that's just a, a thing. It's just a uh, an identity or something. It's not like... You know, yeah. yeah. Don't be. Don't have any. You know, we don't have any issues against vampires. No, they we're are our few... fourth biggest listenership. Mm-hmm. Let's flip a coin. Fact, ladies and gentlemen. Let's move on to our fifth and final story, which is called a ring toss. A ring toss. Just ring toss. Just ring toss. Stop saying ring toss. If you say it enough, it sounds like one word. <laughs> ring toss. <laughs> ring toss. Ring toss. Ring, ring toss. Okay, here we go. You hustle me, you old bag of bones. I don't know how you did it, but you did it. Now you're going to pay me for those stuffed animals. Hey, I want those animals fair and square. I don't owe you anything. And I want what's coming to me. Whoa, you'll get what's coming to you, Big Ralph. Been taking advantage of children for years. Get off these grounds. And if I see you here again, I'll give you a beating you'll never forget. So this story could be called Con Man Carnival. And that's kind of what I'm going to call it because Ring Toss is kind of lame. It's a story of a criminal who, in his off season, runs a carnival that he cheats kids out of hundreds of dollars. Well, there is a man, an old man, that comes up to the ring toss game and totally kicks his ass and basically win in ring toss, win in ring toss, and he's handing out the stuffed animals to everyone. And the guy is so mad. He's like, who are you, old man? And why do you look familiar? And then the old man's like, you're going to get what's coming to you. And then a few minutes later, the woman operating the spooky haunted house, spooky haunted ride. house ride with a car goes, oh, uh, you know, you got to go inside and uh, fix one of the cars is off track. So he goes inside. Spooky shit goes down. The woman hears what's going on, runs inside to help him out. Oh, are you OK? He's hanged by rings inside, dead. 
And then the camera pans over to reveal, why did that old man look familiar? He's one of the animatronic puppets in the haunted house ride. <laughs> and, he was, and he was laughing. <laughs> oh, very Are You Afraid of the Dark inspired. Absolutely felt like, like that. This story is, a living dummy. Yeah. Goosebumps. Yeah, exactly. This story is asking us to believe, did a dummy come to life and kill a man to prove a le- to mm-hmm. teach him a lesson first he like humiliated him and then yeah absolutely yeah. but if you think about it i feel like in terms of the kernel of truth the kernel of truth is that this guy was a crook mm-hmm. and he had a bad day where someone was able to somehow cheat the system and then when he goes to check out you know whatever this haunted house thing is he hangs himself because we have no idea in terms of if this guy looked like the animatronic or what went on in the house. We don't know no, any of that. It's no, all no, no. from the con man's point of view. And so like really the kernel truth is that he hangs himself and maybe earlier that day someone happened to win a couple of times. I don't even you know. know. I, just, I think you take a lot of that away. It's just the crooked carnival guy who accidentally dies when he's trying to repair um, the haunted house ride with the rings though no that's gone he doesn't hang himself kernel he dies of, kernel of truth go criminal who's at a carnival gets fucked up by some other crooks that he's cheated in the past and they kill him and make it look like some weird thing in the haunted house like hmm. he's hanged yeah I don't know who tells the story from his point of view. No he's one. dead. If the woman was operating ring toss with him, saw the old man, then saw the dummy, she would go, oh my God, that's yeah. the man. But no one else saw the guy. So either this is a true story where the writers have totally invented this old man animatronic come to life part, mm-hmm. or it's fiction. Or there was an old man who, who wrote it in who, a diary who, real quick, who won all the things and, and got him pissed off or whatnot. And then the fact that it was there was an animatronic that looked like that old man. It was the fake part. Yeah, that makes sense. Let's um let's move on to predictions. I'll go first. Do I believe that a criminal died? Yeah, I think that some other associates of him snuck into the house and killed him and made it look like some weird shit so they wouldn't get caught fact kyle yeah i believe a criminal could could die under weird circumstances have enemies and stuff like that uh but i don't believe the story for a second fiction but he believed the vampires all right (laughs) mark colonel of truth man had a bad day at a carnival fact (laughs) you gotta keep producing this colonel of truth back (laughs) tiffany I think there's a kernel of truth here that was embellished a ridiculous amount, but I'm going to say fact. Chris. I'm agreeing with Kyle. This is fiction. What a sneaky dick move for season three for them to come in and be like, all fiction, motherfuckers. Yeah, it'd be crazy. <laughs> but that, that would be insane. That's why they would I, give you all this weird evidence. No, I think they picked the craziest true, like a lot of crazy true stories to really, to really like kick said, off I'm really, so to really kick off season three with a, ha ha, you guys think we're playing the same old Beyond Belief? Let's see what the coin predicts. Fact. Alright, we've all locked in our facts. We've all locked in our fictions. In a moment, we're gonna find out which are true and which were completely made up by the writers. Stay with us. Hey guys, Chris and Mark here. We got a call recently from Jesse's mom and we thought it'd be fun to play the call in the air. Mark, are you ready? Hello. Uh, that's the wrong part of the show, oh, Mark. Right, cut. You have one unheard message. First unheard message sent yesterday. Thinking about you and all that cold weather up there. I've been listening to podcasts. Now that I know how to keep track of them, I got to go back through them. But it's so nice to hear you guys. I really love it. The only thing I don't like is when Chris said he must have been thinking with his dick or something. I'm glad I didn't recommend it to any people I know in my like age group because I guess it's more for a younger group because they would have been totally, totally offended with that. So just to give you a heads up that, yeah, that needed to go to the HR department immediately. End of message. To delete this message, press 7. Hmm. Well, thank you, Jesse's mom, for that. Oh, my phone. Hello. Hello. Is this Chris and Mark from Beyond Beyond Belief, that wonderful new podcast all about the show, Beyond Belief Factor Fiction? It sure is. Uh huh. This is Rosie from the Beyond Beyond Belief HR department. 
We recently got a complaint from our number one listener, Jesse's mom. So I've gone through the episodes and I've noticed that you two have a tendency to say some inappropriate things. And I would love to go over them. That way you can be more conscientious if your co-host and audience's feelings moving forward. Yeah, I mean, I'm not really sure that it's necessary, but of course, we're happy to listen in the interest of, you know, creating a better work environment for the show. Now, Mark, you've said kiss my ass on 67 different occasions. Uh, Yes, I did. But that's also because it's my catchphrase and everyone knows that. So I don't want to like switch it up and stop saying it like midway. Mm, mm, mm. Well, you've both offended crows, Brazilians and the entire state of Oklahoma multiple times. Okay, but we didn't know anyone in Oklahoma was listening until Seth called us. Yeah, and he turned out to be super cool dude. So I think we're fine on that one. Mm. Uh, well, talking about co-hosting with Jesse, Chris, you compared it to boning a garbage can while taking a mean dump. Now, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I'm just curious. Yeah, I was. I, I think we're all just curious. About I don't have one. to explain myself. Chris, you once pressed Mark to decide which was better. Having to be a cat strangler as your primary occupation or having your genitals skin fall off. I mean, what is wrong with you? Well, hold on. That's actually, if you if you break it down, it's a very interesting question i mean there's a lot of layers to it wait so no wait you're you're missing the point mark why rosie are you attacking us what about tiffany she's oh, yeah. a host too oh, tiffany would never say anything like that she's our little angel now consider this a warning what? goodbye hold on what about kyle or jesse they're both equally listen, gross listen, guys 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 i gotta go i'm up to my pussy and paperwork over here story number one is it fact is it fiction this one is called morning sickness and this is about that baby octopus now we all think this is <laughs> fiction thank you seth but was seth's memory actually accurate it would be amazing yeah let's if he's put it all on us. him we'll put all the pressure I on know. that guy if he remembers every single answer and so he knows that whatever we brought up he'd be able to give and us this the was wrong revenge answer. for the oklahoma thing god damn it chris let's find out what the truth is do you think you've heard a story like this somewhere is it true only in the world of urban legends yeah. Although this one has Seth. been circulated, it's Ooh. true. It's fiction. Fiction. Nice. Thank you, Seth. All right. Well, that was Ooh. a great lifeline. Where the lifelines call you. All right. Story number two, The Curse of Hampton Manor. This is the one about Crazy Bev, the real estate agent who sells this shitty house to like eight people and they all die or end up with some weird curse schmirsch. And even she does. Tiffany and Kyle, you think this story of Bev actually happened. Sort Myself, of. Mark, yeah, and Chris... We all think it's fiction. Let's find out what the truth is. Although we changed the name of the house, this story was inspired by an actual event. Fact. It was a double bluff. It was was two bluffs. It was two bluffs. You can't have two bluffs. You can't have two bluffs. You can't have two bluffs. But you can. And we did. Bluff me once? No. Bluff me twice? Okay. Okay, right. (laughs) How do you say three in French? Toi. So will there be a toi? (laughs) Bluff. Coming you could up. have just said three. <laughs> no, it's, <laughs> it's it for the French, French wax oh, guy. Okay. Yeah, Toi this blue. is called Wax Executioner. And this is the third story of today's uh, segment. This is the one about the Marie Antoinette It's called blade. a Segway, you guys. That's the name of the episode, Toi Bluffs. <laughs> <laughs> can we please keep this clean for the families? Yeah, stop saying Toi. <laughs> 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 All right. Kyle and myself believe that this story about Marie Antoinette and the guillotine guillotine is fact. Tiffany, Mark, Chris, you guys think this is complete fiction. Let's find out what the truth is. This eerie tale of the wax exhibit that seems to have a life of its own has to be false, right? Wrong. This one happened in a wax museum in Canada. Our source material spots it around three decades ago. Fact. We are. Whoa. We got a little bit of a time yeah, frame. Yeah, there was like some source material info. Okay. Three decades ago. I am ago. so sad. Let's go ahead on to story number four. Story number four is called Blood Bank. This is the one about <laughs> vampires. Uh, <laughs> Tiffany, you yeah. think this is batshit crazy. You it don't is, believe this for half a second. It is batshit crazy. And <laughs> I'm not saying bad only because of the vampires. <laughs> <laughs> this is vampires turning into batshit crazy. crazy. Absolutely. Tiffany, you think it's batshit crazy. Chris, you also agree, but. For some reason, <laughs> Kyle, Mark, and myself think that vampires that are was real. A bad call. Yeah, <laughs> let's find out what the truth Especially is. Especially after two facts. Good luck. Yeah. Okay, here we go. I'm feeling good. There is certainly more than one cult in this country associated with vampire like activities. Is it possible that one of them participated in our story? Yes. Oh, oh my God. As our research shows, no. this story happened to a registered nurse on the East Coast about 20 years ago. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Fact. 
too fiction to be fiction. Too fiction no, to be fiction. No, that is batshit crazy. And it's true in my heart. But like, let's go back to Colonel of Truth. What actually happened here? Some people stole some blood. That's it. All right. Well, let's all turn the lights off and get in our coffins for the last story. <laughs> There's no segue there. Huh? <laughs> this is Con Man Carnival, also known as... What was the actual name? Ring Ring Toss. Don't love it. Conman Carnival's good. I like it, right? I like it. This is a story about the guy who was hanged by rings, and there was the animatronic old man who looked like Stan Lee. Now, I think this actually happened because criminals did it. Mark and Tiffany agree in some fashion that it's true. Uh. Kyle, Chris, you guys think it's fiction. Chris, you must feel good about being with me on this one. But I don't want you to get a hundred. <laughs> Let's find out what the truth is. There's a common belief that carnivals employ people with shady or questionable backgrounds. This lends credence to the fact that this story may have happened. But not this time. Aww. We made it up. Fiction. Thank you all for listening to our season three premiere. Wait, we haven't even gone over our results. Let's do we that. We don't really need to, do we? Why? Come on. You yes, get? we Kyle. do. Oh, oh, you get, we Kyle? Don't need to yeah. I wonder why Kyle's pushing uh, so hold hard. Hold on, let me check. Fiction, fiction, fact, fact, fact. I think I got 100% oh. on this one. Congratulations. A little round of applause. For yes. Thank Very you nice, Kyle. Very nice. Starting off season three with a bang. Really killing it. And in last place today, Mark and Tiffany and Chris. Mm, it's oh. a three-way tie for you know, losers. So you kind of tie. Nice. You know, ties we can have good. an actual pity party. Exactly. <laughs> we didn't know you guys. That one was a weird one. Did you guys all lose to the coin? Yeah. Speaking of the, the coin, coin, got three out of five. The coin it got did. three out of five. It tied with me. You know, I got three out of five. It's right in the middle. We don't even mention it okay. anymore. But <laughs> thank you guys for listening. And until next week, this is beyond beyond belief. Beyond Beyond Belief is produced by five friends living in Los Angeles. Our theme song was written for this podcast by David Russo, who composed music for the original series. Our introduction is voiced by Mark Winston. If you liked our podcast, please subscribe, rate us on iTunes or your favorite podcast app, and tell a friend. People who know Beyond Belief know other people who know Beyond Belief. Spread the word. And you don't need to know Beyond Belief to like this show. That's Trust true. us. If you know people that listen to other podcasts, story-based podcasts like Lore or, you know, I don't know, there are story-based podcasts, but we're, we're in the same vein except some of the stories are totally nonsensical fiction. All the audio clips used are strictly for educational commentary and are copyright their original creators. You can send us feedback, questions, or share your own story that is Beyond Belief by visiting our website at beyondbeyondbelief.com as well as find show notes and links to us on social media. Thanks for listening. So the one thing that I was a little sad about is that, you know, in the curse of Hampton Manor, Chris, you didn't mentioned that one of the uh, side effects of the curse is that he lost all of his money in his stocks and bonds and investments. And I know that you know the ghostly rules, but you also know the stockly rules as well. Yeah. Um, buy low and sell high. <laughs> okay. He's an expert, you guys. I there mean, there literally no better advice has ever been given. Go. Well, we're about, wow. this podcast is about to go public, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so you yeah. can, in, so if you, you can, get in now, are we low or high right now? Well, we're high. So you want to get, you, you want to get in. You no. want to get in now. I thought you said buy low. That's totally the opposite of what you just said. Oh, you want to buy low and sell high. Yeah. So if we're coming in high, then why would they buy? Oh, yeah. Guys, wait on it. Don't buy us yet. <laughs> Let us come down from the oh, there, stratosphere first. We just, we just went down. We went, oh, we, we just went, went down. Okay. Okay. Now, so now you should buy we're in. We're plummeting. Yeah. We've just yeah. crashed. Okay. We've just crashed, which is the perfect time to buy. Yeah.